0: Hello again and welcome to The Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and to new subscribers, you are equally welcome. I have playlists on The Master's Voice. All you have to do is go to the dashboard. For that, you click the you can click the channel name just as long as it takes you to my entry page. There's supposed to be an entry video there that I change every couple of days so that new people can see a different type of video covering a different type of theme when they come to the master's voice, that way you can get better acquainted with the channel. But I do have playlists and those playlists are very helpful. If you are a new person, I understand that sometimes people are searching for a particular theme. And so there are different themes here that have been covered. The most important theme is the theme that the Lord directed me to start with when I started making videos in August of 2020. And that theme is Russia and China. I would say that that is almost a central theme here on the master's voice. It is a pivotal theme. It is something that the Lord has never moved away from in all the years that he has been giving me prophecy since 2012, when the Lord began to speak to me and tell me, that he was going to start revealing to me many things and told me, Celestial, your job is to prepare for me a people fit to meet me. Many of the times, Christians are living with a very short-term worldview. Christians have this understanding, most of us in these end times that to meet Jesus will just be this cheap and easy walk. All you have to do is make some confessions with your mouth. And then Jesus is going to say, Oh, I'm so glad that you said that because I totally accept that as, as identification for what makes a Christian. But this channel, God has sent this channel here to do just a few things. This channel here, one of the jobs that this channel is going to do without me having to put any effort, is the master's voice is going to sift people. The master's voice is going to go directly to the core of who people are and whether they like it or not, they will be sifted. And there's really only two groups. Many of us think that we will fit into different classes. There's only two groups. There's people who are going to hear the Lord's words and the Lord's voice inside these messages and understand that if they are lacking or if they are lagging in any way when it comes to faith, Holiness and righteousness, according to what Jesus says it is, then it is now the time to begin to pursue the righteousness of Noah, who was a man who heard the word of the Lord and did not scorn it. If Noah had laughed at that rain, that would have been the end of human history. Noah would have perished that terrible death, along with all the animals who were not on the boat and along with all the people who were not on the boat. Noah heard the word of the Lord he did not sit idle. He also didn't sit and say, God knows my heart. I'm a child of God. God will take care of things. After the Lord had warned Noah that something was coming, the Lord gave him specific instructions. Noah held to those instructions. And that is why we actually have people on earth today. There's only two types. You will hear the voice of the Lord. You will know that these messages are of him. There are over 475 prophecies on the master's voice now. It is either that I am a highly imaginative female with a lot of time on her hands, or someone far greater than myself has put a pen in my hand and a tongue in my mouth to speak forth his final estimations of America, first and foremost, and then any other nation as the Lord may choose to speak. There are those who will hear and then there are those who will be sifted on the inside and they will choose not to hear. They will choose not to accept. They will be offended by the message. They will be offended by the messenger and you who does this you don't understand that it is the great delight of satan to drive you away from the table that god has prepared for you it is the great delight of satan to use your preferences what you like what you think a messenger should look like what you think a messenger should sound like what you think a messenger should wear where do you, where you how you think The message should be presented to you. Satan will use your personal preferences to drive you off from this table, back out to where you came from. And I always am upfront and tell people, no matter what opinions you hold when you come here, you will either let go of them and learn how to hold to what God is saying, or you will be driven back out to where you came from. That is one of the jobs of the master's voice. It will sift people. And there are only two categories. Those who will be like Noah, who will hear, believe, and act according to what God will start saying to you when you begin to seek him in fasting and prayer. And those who will scoff, walk off and say, this is not even interesting. For a long time, we've been hearing this and it still hasn't come. So many different estimations, but The choice remains out there because in here, in this little square that you are looking at, sits someone who made her choice long ago. And I will not shift from the choice I made to follow the Lord Jesus at any and all costs. My eyes are firmly on the wedding supper. I fully intended to be, intend to be one of the guests One of the people to whom the Lord will say, well done, good and faithful servant, come now and enter into my rest. So as long as you understand from this perspective, where I sit on this channel, then the channel may be helpful to you. Another thing that the master's voice does is prepare people and disabuse them of false beliefs. This channel will go to the heart of, but I thought in scripture, nowhere is it written, but think thou as thou liketh and believeth what thou wanteth. The Bible is something that will chastise. It will constantly bring up the areas in which we are weak. It will commend us in areas where we are strong. It is held up to the face to show you this is the face God wants to see from you. If you are not matching the face that is in the Bible, you can't then say the Bible is restrictive. Oh no, but the Bible isn't fair to women. Oh no, but the Bible is not. This portion is not for today. All of scripture, it is a whole book. It has been given for our instruction, but at this time in human history, this book's most precious work is to prepare us to be a people fit for the master's use and ready to sit one day in glory at his table. And so this prophecy, it came forth when I was seeking the Lord earnestly for my own life as he often does. I I said in many videos before that when I truly prepare myself and I set time aside and I come to sit in the Lord's presence, to seek him for the road ahead, to seek him for what is ahead. It is a curious thing that God will do. When my heart is open and all the songs are sung, and I'm now getting ready to put myself in the posture to share and receive, it is strangely always America that comes. If it's not America, then it is a word for God's people, and that is what this word is, and I will integrate it with other words that I have brought. Some of them are not even published But I think I will integrate it with another message that is called A Sword to the Kidneys. But first, February 28th, 2023, the title of this message is The Year of the Test. I was seeking the Lord in serious prayer on personal matters, and this is what he said He said, 2023 will be a year of the test. It will be a year that will test people. It will be a year that will test people so greatly. That some of them will give up and exit this life this is a year where the separation of sheep and goats will be accelerated until there is a massive divide between them you will be sheared as a sheep you will also be tested to see if you are a real sheep in addition to this you will no longer be able to tolerate your unsaved friends in many ways what they say what they do, what they enjoy and find funny. Everything they do will become a stink in your nostrils like it is in mine. And you will either depart their company or you will perish with them. This is a year to try the soul. And so the first thing that the Lord is saying here is that the blending of materials, linen and flax, cotton with acrylic, and then throwing in a little bit of nylon at the frills, 2023 is going to be a year that will not tolerate that. 2023 is going to be a year that will purge the dross out of people. And I'm talking about people who are willing to have the dross purged out of them. These are Christians who say that I can't focus on the negativity of these prophecies because they're stressing me out and I have so much anxiety and I'm stressed out. And so I'm just not going to watch. I have been hearing this ever since I went live online at 2019. And I always say to God, isn't it strange that even if you tune out the prophecies now, Russia will come here and it will be impossible to tune out a Russian kicking down the door and shouting in that foreign tongue, all of you gather in the kitchen. These people are going to come with so much brute force and they're going to come like lightning from heaven, a sudden attack. So we have a situation where there's a portion of us, I've been hearing it for years, who think that the strategy is, I won't look and then I'll stay happy. I won't look, and then it won't be true. Whether you look or not look, I will sit here because the words of the Lord are so, and he has said that they will come to pass. 2023 is where Christians are going to have to learn how to deal with reality. Purging of dross means, purging out the dross means that there are parts of us that if they are not scrubbed off, the fear in us especially, much of the church is dealing with either overt, open fear, or low grade fear. If certain things are not purged out, an unclean tongue, a quick temper, things like that, as you will hear later on in the prophecy, you will simply not be allowed to proceed. And the Lord said that in the word concerning promotion and demotion last year, one of the last videos that I did, is that people simply will not be allowed to proceed and in some, some situations where you're simply not showing the kind of progress that God wants to see, he will send you back to baseline, either back to the very starting point or at least move you down a level where you will have to go through the training of that level. You will have to, again, learn the same lessons that you learned in a prior season because you didn't learn them well enough to exercise them, move in them, and move to advancement. And so God said that this year is going to be so hard that certain people are simply going to give up and they will exit this life, meaning that either people will, in some greatly regrettable instances, they will take their own lives Or they will continue in habits, they will continue in attitudes, they will continue with certain associations and friendships that will lead one day to a shooting, that will lead one day to an unfair arrest and then the police harm you because you happen to be in a certain group associating with certain people. It will lead to perhaps unwise financial situations where you lose everything. And then suddenly you don't want to live anymore. And then you harm yourself. 2023 is also going to be a year where evil spirits are going to increase their visibility so much that some people are going to lose their battle with them and will not continue with this life. God says that the separation of sheep and goats will now happen so quickly Because he's going to be testing sheep and judging goats. And to be sure that there's no confusion between the two camps, God says there's going to come a massive divide between them. So, people who hang out with certain groups of people and say, Oh, no, you know, I'm working on them, I'm evangelizing them, if you're doing this, you had better have a very high standard, internal standard of Christianity, where you're moving in actual gifts of the Holy Spirit because it is very hard to win an entrenched unbeliever who has no interest in spiritual things. So if you're still associating with them, God says that some people are going to actually start to hate the things that the unsaved people do. You're going to start to hate, um, seeing certain things in the unsaved members of your family. You're definitely going to start, start hating, seeing certain things in unsaved friends. And the Lord says that there will be a tearing where you will not want their company anymore. The stuff that they're laughing at, you just suddenly won't want to tolerate it anymore. And this will happen even among unsaved. When God is getting ready to prepare to take someone out of the kingdom of darkness, the things you found funny, all the memes that you would share When you get them, you now delete them. You're suddenly irritated by all your friends are doing. You're starting to wonder why are they so shallow and why is all that they want to talk about men and this and that and how much they're spending and how much they're making and what new car they're buying. You start to lose the taste for the things of this earth. God is sometimes preparing those people to become sheep they might even start to go through depression, they might start to feel, I feel isolated, they might start to feel that I don't have a place to belong but that's simply because God is getting ready to bring you into his kingdom and he no longer wants you identifying as a goat because he's getting ready to repaint you a sheep. By the same divide, sheep who are pretending in the kingdom this year and the years coming are going to bring tests that are so tough that you will actually have to become a real sheep Or you're simply going to fall into goat nation god will no longer allow for people to continue pretending that they are saved that they have a christian palate, when actually all they want is a mouth that chews the cud of sin god is going to expose false christians to such a degree that you will be forced to repent to acknowledge your weaknesses and to say oh okay god i finally humble myself I've been trying to do this for a number of years, but I still have that boy on speed dial. I still drop by that woman's house for more than asking her to fix me a plate. I still lie. I'm still on the drugs. I'm still able to stop by my cousin's house. And if they're having a barbecue and they're getting involved with a few things back there, well, anyway, they just made it legal in New York. So why not? It is either that you will humble yourself before the Lord and offer him your brokenness and start to find out how you stay and excel in sheep nation, or you will fall into goat nation. And when the time for judging the goats happens, you will not be able to say that you were not warned. God says that he will shear sheep, and he will test sheep to see that they are real sheep. Being shorn is where the sheep are brought, and that those razors are brought out. That's where the sheep lose all the wool. God is saying that he will make people naked in 2023. And it is very frightening to see your own nakedness as a person. It is very frightening to think you have a certain type of righteousness and then God tells you your prayers are very boring to me. There are many people, when I give this example, they would probably say, get behind me, Satan, and they don't actually know that Jesus is just saying, your vain repetition is putting me to sleep. You've said the same thing six different times, using more King James language. Each time you have no versatility in prayer, you are stagnant, you are stuck, you are as rigid as a pole, you are full of your own ideas, full of your own righteousness, and therefore that's why you are like a dank pond. All the fish, all the koi in you have died. But you are like that pharisee standing at the prayer place saying oh god i thank you that i'm not like other men you bore me how many christians want to come to the place of closeness where god can simply tell you the prayer is not working i'm right here but i am bored change the prayer that is what intimacy with god is that is what the scripture means when it says worship me in spirit and in truth It means that your prayer must contain the living, pulsing presence of the Holy Spirit. You must be bringing spiritual prayer and not the kind of prayer where James is saying, you ask, but you don't have because you are asking amiss. Those kinds of prayers, you're just firing in the dark. You don't know where to aim the gun. You're hitting nothing and the demons are like, oh dear. Tests are coming that will force people to pray. You will suddenly hear prayer coming out of your mouth as if you are Pastor Wilkerson himself. It will come out naturally because there's nothing like suffering to galvanize people. There's nothing like a sudden calamity in the home. There's nothing like a sudden we're we're halving the workforce. We're cutting 50% of staff to make you realize that in this economy, if you fall on the wrong 50%, it's going southward for you. That is when with nobody telling you, you will introduce prayer and fasting into your life with no one suggesting because the shearing, shaving off all the excess. Sheep are shaved down to the skin and then they're sent out skipping into the meadow naked. But you know what? They usually go skipping because that wool is heavy. When God shaves a lot of the excess off of his people, they might be naked and feel embarrassed for a while, but when they leave his presence, they will feel something that many of you have not felt in a long time, which is freedom. Back to the starting line. Listening to this prophecy, listening to this message given to me very bluntly by the Lord, obviously it put pressure on my heart. And I said, Lord, do not try me, please because I have been through my own very lengthy seasons of trying. And all he said to me was, you have been tried and will continue to be tried, but my grace is sufficient for you. And this is a word for people who feel that you always move from season to season of testing. It always feels like you're sitting exams with God. This is because you're in the process of refinement. The church gives us this idea that you come in and then you find a comfortable seat and you sit and nothing else is required. You sit and you wait for the time when it's Maranatha time. God is in the process of refining his church. Master chefs keep their knives sharp. And so for God to say to me, you have been tried and will continue to be tried, he's trying to say, I'm working, I'm shaping, I'm shifting, I'm perfecting, because there are still, as you will hear in this prophecy, levels to go. Many of us have plateaued out. Get to the same level. You don't know how to change your prayers. You don't know how to change how to approach God. You don't know how to change anything inflexible as a board. Well, bless God. I got saved in 1941 and I'm still going strong and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Same level. Saved for a long time. You cannot move through the levels. Revelation is not changing. Dreams are not coming. No visions. God is not speaking. Open the Bible. It, it's, it's literally fighting you. It's like a closed book, but they ask you how long, oh, I've been with greater Presbyterian blue flag for about 16 years now. Bless God. Bless him what? If there's no water in the well, bless him what? Why not just be open with him in the threshing floor and say there's absolutely nothing going on in this Christianity but the rent? Shave me down, God shave me down and let me grow a new crop of wool the last crop of wool that i had is full of dirt it's full of hay it's full of fleas it's full of burrs it's full of deep scratches where that lion almost got me in 2019. shave me down god and let me grow new clean pristine white wool without spot or wrinkle why not just pray that sincerely from the heart And then watch to see what he will do. I said to the Lord not to try me. And he said that he will continue, but his grace is sufficient. And I thank him for it. He said to me, you will be among the ones who get to go forward to the next step. But a lot of people are returning to base level, back to where they started. They will not be allowed to progress any further than they have come. They have not fortified the walls and the roofing of their lives. And they have too many weaknesses to go forward. To allow them to go forward would bring the imminent collapse of the structure of their lives. If there be any more promotion, any more pressure, any more exposure, if there be any more stress, which in this case means pressure, busyness, and the physical demands and weights of life. He said if any more of this is added to the foundation of certain people's lives, the whole thing will collapse these ones will be sent back to their former level, or in some cases, they will be sent back to square one to rebuild the walls and the foundations of their lives, to reassess their choices and their level of faith for the coming season. The wind will blow the house down otherwise if they were allowed to continue further. And so, like I said, it would be about five months now The Lord said that he has revolving doors and he would be choosing and selecting people who look ready to come forward for promotion. And I said that I had a vision of many people is an open doorway. And then many people lined up diagonally right opposite that doorway, not people. They were presented as bowling pins. But what I saw is as they came to the open doorway and one bowling pin would enter the doorway, a ball was sent And it hit the bowling pin and it went down. And that's how people were going down. The opportunity was there. The opportunity to become the the CEO, the opportunity to become assistant vice, the opportunity to finally move from card banking services to maybe premier services where the pay is different, the medical is different, the dental is different, and you get to come in an hour later, which gives you time in the morning to pray and thank God for the opportunity. The door was open, but the bowling pins did not have enough weight in the bottom, and so they came forward. Melissa, you've been chosen, congratulations. And then Melissa lasted three months because the minute she was promoted, she had no idea that on the 17th floor, the men look better. And before you know it, she was in a full-blown affair with the assistant VP. It was discovered he kept his job and she was fired. Not even demoted back, completely fired. That's what's, that's the, those are the rea- realities that God was talking about last year, towards the end of last year. That Yes, I have set the table, but when they come, some of them, Their own proclivities, meaning their own weaknesses, will weed them out. You get the job of a lifetime, but the porn habit is deep in you. It's deep in you. And so you go and you're working for six months and one night you're working late and it's too much. And you try it on that server that has like 18 million robots going wrong website. It flags you and that thing goes to all the IT techs they report you, and by morning, there you are, only six months in the job you prayed for, for three years, walking out with your little box, with the cactus and your little rubber ducky, fired. Why? Proclivities, preferences, weaknesses, attitudes, things that you never overcame in the back seasons when you were in the wilderness, telling God how great you will do if he only gave you a chance if he only gave you an opportunity if he only believed your prayers and trusted you and the opportunity came and down the bowling, bowling pin went because who is that bowling ball the bowling ball is time some people will be weeded out because it's only a matter of time They don't have the long-wearingness. They don't have that gift in Galatians 5, 22, 23 called long-suffering. They don't have that gift that is called patience. They lack endurance. Some people, you get elevated, they say something to you. What do you mean by that? What's that supposed to mean? No meekness no ability to bite the tongue, go back to your desk, think about it, and then say, perhaps that was out of line. I will wait to see if it happens again. And if it happens again a second time, you think, perhaps there is a problem here. I will watch to see what the Lord will say to me. I will not jump into workplace politics because I don't know if that woman with the bad attitude is the CEO's wife or cousin. Is this worth getting fired over? Is the voluptuousness of the woman in accounting worth losing my marriage over? Deep decisions. And God says some people will go back to the starting line. Their taproot doesn't go all the way down into the well of the Holy Spirit. They may be saved, but they've never changed. In all the years of salvation, they did not allow him to keep trying them. And so they remain carnal Christians, and the test will prove that the sheep has not been properly sheared. Lumpy patches back to the starting line. Some people will go. If you you come up against the problem twice, three times, what the answer might be is not to, what the answer might be is to simply go to HR and say, there seems to be a working issue. I'm here to just bring it to your attention. It's making me uncomfortable. I'm unhappy. And then you go back to God and you say, Lord, I've used the proper channels, but now I ask you to be the adjudicator. I ask you to be the judge. And then you seek Yah up above to settle the matter down below here on earth in your favor. These are the rulership secrets that God will teach people out of the book of Proverbs if they bother to read it. If they bother to go back and look at the differences between David's life David's life demanded warfare, and he was successful in it because that was the level God had him at, and Solomon never picked up a sword in his life. His father's successful warfare won him a long and lengthy reign where everyone willingly brought him gifts, honor, reverence, and cash. He didn't have to fight because his father won the battles, and Solomon got to enjoy peace, throughout his reign. These are the things that God is saying that some people have never picked up a day in Bible ownership, Bible reading. And so they will be shocked to find out that when the promotion cards and the access passes are being handed out in all areas of life, they will not be able to go there. They will not be able to enter there because they did not please the main CEO, who is Jesus Christ said that some people can't handle promotion. Some people can't handle any more pressure. You think that getting married will make you happy and then you get married and you realize that, oh, this is one of the most epic processes of dying to self that could ever happen to a man or woman. I wasn't prepared. I didn't actually think it through what it means to have another human being in the house that has their views, their feelings, and their everything. I just thought that that mist that was always between us when we were dating would continue. But now we actually have to agree on something. We have to meld two different ethnicities sometimes, two different backgrounds, two different types of views. I'm the shorter one. I have to submit. I'm the woman. And I just didn't think it would go like this. Oh, no. And then the two of you are boxing each other spiritually in the house and there is no peace. And yet you swore that if God gave you this marriage, steward and custode it, you would. And now you can't. You want to, but you don't have the capacity. You don't have the ability. You can't do it. You wanted to be a manager, but you can't manage. You wanted more money, but you can't steward. You wanted children, but you cannot father back to baseline things that you've gotten you might lose 2023 and going forward because the test will be so hard that you either come up you rapidly come up by going where on your knees the way up is your knees and so god says some people will go all the way back to the former level You might find yourself back in how it was for you in 2020. God says some people will go back to square one. You might lose it all and have to rebuild again, and you will be the better for it. So do not be sad or depressed if it happens to you. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came. The winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. And that is how some of the famous and the high flyers are going to come thundering and crashing down with all the cartoon flames for all of us to see in the news. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Just a moment, please. The next part of this message is called an all out spiritual war. The battle is be- about to become no holds barred. No holds barred. This means an increase in spiritual activity on all fronts, good and evil an increase in the wonderful acts of God in the lives of those who are seeking him diligently, asking him to reveal himself and reveal his grace in their lives. But there will also be an increase in attacks, spiritual wickedness, and serious warfare to those who are outside the shelter of the Lord. And he said that even Christians will not be exempted from the devil's acts of warfare and attack. And I have a very grave prophecy to that. Concern, but I will make it that is a separate video that God gave me about 10 days ago or so now No holds bar means basically all bets are off No holds barred no matter where you are watching this if English is not your first language I will do my best they have this kind of fighting that is very different from boxing in boxing um, they they have timed rounds I think and you're not allowed to hit certain places like you know you're not about allowed to aim directly for someone's eyes and and I think this area and things like that you're not allowed to do certain things in formalized sports sports but there are other types of fighting, I think. One of them is called MMA. I don't know anything about that. And then beyond the world of MMA, there is something called cage fighting. And cage fighting is usually what we see in the dystopian end-of-the-world movies. Cage fighting is basically where they can bring a guy who's like 5'9", and another man who's 6'10". And one is weighing like 100 pounds more than the other. And then they will say... Fight. And there's no rules. You can kick anywhere, you can bite, you can use some kind of Asian technique and just pluck a person's eye right out. There are no rules. And God is saying that it's no holds barred in the times that are coming. And I've been saying this for a while. I'm saying that there's two people, neighbors. Perhaps one is listening to a channel like this or listening to any channel that puts some common sense into you, that prepares you for a world where there will be no law and order and special victims unit. Anything can and will happen. And then there's another one that's just listening to the Maranatha channel and God said that soon we fly. And what will happen is when the bottom drops out, especially here in America, God says that lawlessness would abound. I said that there's that neighbor who's been listening to that channel to prepare might have prepared and then the other neighbor was listening to nothing but he has a weapon and it will be that neighbor who will come and rob perhaps the peacekeeping Christian neighbor of everything. All his preparations just take it all at gunpoint and say I'm, I, I'm really sorry to do this to you Doug. I, I'm, I'm so sorry but, but I got to look after my wife and kids. Yeah, but Doug took the time to look after his wife and kids, but Pete is going to come and take all of it because he was not prepared and he also wants to feed his children and he's afraid and he's terrified when he sees the collapse of everything and so he will contribute to the carnage by doing what is not right and what is not fair for adults to still think that we are in the realm of fairness, like, oh, but this is not fair, Celestial, and this is not fair. I can't speak to that. Because you cannot read the end, you cannot read Revelation, you cannot read Matthew 24, you can't read Mark 13, Luke 21, and think that you will still inhabit a realm where fairness is on the minds of all living at that time. No holds barred means that the devil, the Lord says that no act is too wicked for Satan, and that we should be aware of that. He said that no part of your house that you forget to guard and i'm not talking about physical guarding you forget to to do these eyes satan will put before you the lust of the eyes you forget to wear your helmet of salvation satan will put ideas into your head that god is done with you and god doesn't want you anymore and you're you're hateful he will tell you things like you can't be forgiven the only thing that can't be forgiven is satan himself there's no way back for him but satan will plant that evil seed in the mind And people will come under the oppression that the human spirit always suffers when it is told that God doesn't want it anymore. No lie is too great for the devil to tell. No accusation too strong for him to bring. And God is saying that he can and will do anything. And that people should not think that leaving portions of the house, who is the house? We are leaving any portion of the house is not going to result in penalties. He said, no part of your house is so sacred, it can't be touched. You keep taking your body to where the men are and the men are not always sober and then something happens and then you're like, no, but they assaulted me. Why are you in that place? If you are a daughter of light, a child of righteousness, what are you doing in that place? The Lord says that in these times, the safety net will be limited. This means that you can lose your life if you are not carefully wrapped in the secret place of grace. And he also wanted to make it clear that even if you are wrapped there, it may be that God's will will be to let you find rest with him rather than continue on in this walk. Areas that many people have been found wanting, he said, but they have yet the opportunity to develop strength in these areas are fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer are basic. Fasting and prayer are essential to good spiritual health. Fasting and prayer are not a suggestion. Let me read to you from the Lord's own words. Just a moment. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly so here you can hear from jesus's words not his tone or inference from his word he said when you fast when someone says to you when you do this there is an implicit understanding in the word when that it's not if he didn't say so if you decide to fast He said, when you fast, meaning that he fully expected both the disciples and the people he was speaking to at that time, as well as every living soul who would read his words and come into agreement with what he was saying, that fasting is part of spiritual life. It is how your spirit man is fortified. It is how your spirit man eventually works out and becomes stronger than your soul and your outer man, who is the flesh. For many people, the order of their lives is flesh, soul, spirit at the very bottom. If they feel like doing something like an activity, having fun, going out, whatever comes to mind, like, Hey, that would be fun. That is what they do. And the soul says, you know what? Why not? And then the spirit is like, I would rather do this. And in fact, in some people, their spirits are completely dead. Those spirits have not been brought to life, renewed by the Lord, by his eternal life. But in a Christian, the order is supposed to be spirit man, and then your soul, and then the body at the bottom. So when the body's like, I would really like to eat today, then the spirit man says, but today is a day that we should set aside to fast unto the Lord. We've asked the Lord for help in this, but at the same time, if we fast, it galvanizes our request in the spirit so we should fast when the spirit is stronger the spirit will overpower that need for food it's not that your body will stop magically feeling hunger at least in the earlier hours or even the first day of the fast but because the spirit man is rising and suppressing the flesh the soul with will agree with the spirit. Please understand the soul is your nature. It is where you do your thinking, your emoting, your feeling and all that. The soul will flow with whoever's stronger. If the body is stronger, your soul's going off to do Netflix and chill. If your spirit is stronger, your soul will be able to turn the TV off for 30 days and think nothing of it because you want to seek the Lord's face for more. And just understand doing things like turning off your TV and turning off your social media are only ancillary to fasting. These things did not exist when fasting was proposed to us by the Lord. So continuing on with eating and drinking and then saying, but I'm fasting my Facebook for 30 days is not a fast. A fast is when you humble this mortal coil, when you quiet it, when you tell the body, I know what you need. You need food, you need rest, you need drink. I'm going to take them away from you for a certain period of time that you be quiet that you be silent when you stop hungering after the bacon and cheese and you stop hungering after this and that my spirit man will be better able to spread its antenna and hear from upstairs i desperately need to hear from upstairs this channel stresses me out i want to know what god is saying about this woman's words i need to hear from my father if I'm running back to Guyana or if the will of God is to keep me here, but preserve me here. The Lord said that there are people, they will pack up and leave this place and the judgment will follow them wherever they're going because they were supposed to stay here. So when, when I'm bringing the prophecy about the ancestry, he already said it is not for everyone. He will speak to the people and you he will either tell you directly, you pack up and go, or you will start to feel you will start to feel that you should go. And this prophecy is only one layer to the fact that because of the trials, the attacks that America is going to suffer, people will run away. There are people who are going to leave because they simply make a wise value decision. So they're not part of the, I felt the call to go back to West Africa. I felt the call to go back to Europe. No, these people, God had um, a prophecy where I saw families and people simply said to their children, Americans, they simply said to their children, should we stay? Do you want to leave? And the kids were like, mom, I don't think so. We shouldn't stay here anymore. And the whole family emigrated and the covering of God was still over them. The key issue is that, is God leading? And if God is not leading you, could it be that your wiring doesn't really pick up his signal? And could it be because there's so much external noise? Some people, your external noise comes from you. You will think a thought and then crush the thought. The Holy Spirit will give you a thought and then you crush the thought. Why am I thinking that? Where did that come from anyway? You question the thought to its death. The noise is within. We quiet the noise with fasting. The first noise will be, man, I'm so hungry. Man, I'm so thirsty. But you have to overcome that. And the way to overcome that is not simply with your physical will. I'll stay hungry. I'll stay hungry. The way you overcome that is asking grace from above. You are seeking help from upstairs. Lord, I'm really hungry. I'm going to have a glass, half juice and half water. God, let this half juice and half water do the same work as a subway sandwich. Just let it hold me. I want to hear from you. Fasting brings us to a place of weakness where we embrace the weakness. We're okay with the hunger feeling. We're okay with it. We're not trying to fight it off and be Godzilla, the super faster. We're saying here I am in my weakness. That is why fasting is one of the greatest tools of humbling. Because while you're walking around in the office and you're feeling a little hungry, God will start to talk to you about the relationship that you have with your brother, how it sucks the way you treat him or how it sucks the way he treats you and how God wants you to respond. How God wants you to deal with that. God may not be saying, pick up the phone and make it right at all costs. Sometimes God may just be comforting you and telling you, remember Joseph, he had brothers too. How did that work out for him? Sometimes that's all you need to hear from the Lord, but how can you hear when you're pulsing with the anger? How dare he? How dare she? Fasting humbles the flesh. And when the flesh is humbled, the spirit can rise up and say a thing or two because it knows a thing or two. Praise God. And so here are some verses. Fasting is a way to humble yourself in order for God to show you mercy when enemies are attacking you or to even rid your own soul of pride and other sins that cause you to stumble. And the scripture is Psalm 35 and 13. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. And I humbled my soul with fasting and my prayer returned to my own bosom. Fasting allows your spirit to be sensitive enough for God to speak to you, to give guidance about next steps, especially when you are facing big or important decisions. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul to do the work that I have called them to. Acts 13 and verse 2. Fasting is a way that God can get rid of stagnancy in your soul. Fasting gets in there, trust me. Fasting gets in there and does a whole double load heavy soil washing cycle rumble and tumble in the spirit. I have taught many people that when you are fasting, you might be fasting about one thing and what you will do is you will see an eruption in your spiritual life in another area. You might be fasting just for work. Somebody's persecuting you at work or maybe something is available at work that you would like to be considered for. And what will break out is complete chaos in your family, complete chaos in your marriage. And why is this? Fasting has, it is like a blind seeking thing that comes from God. That's the best way I can explain it. This is my own personal experience that I'm sharing. You can take it, you can leave it on the ground, whatever works for you. Fasting is like a blind power that comes and it goes directly to the greatest area of weakness in your life. You could be fasting about something work-related and God will start hammering your heart during the fast about the fact that you have a relative you haven't spoken to in 15 years. You had an argument with your father 15 years ago. It isn't worth it. It wasn't about anything eternal, but you are set in your core. How dare he? He's old now. He's reached out a ton of times. He's even tried to come to you through your mom, and you're like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You're willing for him to die with that separation. God will come and start scratching. The fast will start scratching on your heart. How's your father? Have you checked on him? Have you checked on his health lately? How's your mother? How's that woman you treated badly when you were 13 years old? Or should I say 21 years old? Things will start to scratch on you and it is essential not to mute the scratch. It is essential to let the Holy Spirit scratch you anywhere he wants to scratch you because fasting will go to your greatest area of weakness. You're fasting to be selected for something and God is showing you how much pride you have in your heart. You're fasting about why you were not selected about something. You want clarity, and God is showing you how much pride you have in your heart. And what a nightmare disaster you would have been managing other people if he had allowed you to ascend to the next level with that much King Herod Nebuchadnezzar pride in the heart. Fasting brings answers. It stirs up the soulish realm and the spirit so much That demons get irritated and they will manifest when you are fasting. Your dreams may get very cloudy, dim, and funky when you are fasting. That's because spirits that have been comfortable because of your lukewarm candy cane level are now being troubled. What's going on? Something is happening. The stronghold is shaking. Our holds are breaking. What is she fasting about? What's all this speaking in tongues business that's going on? Why is she starting to wake up at 2 a.m. to hammer prayers? she's ruining things you guys do something protect the stronghold at all costs fasting is a way to come against addictions in your life this story of I've been trying for seven years how hard are you trying for seven years when there is power in the name of Jesus and power in the surrender and the supplication that comes out of a fast. You can access new levels, mighty levels, but you will not get there without the engine of fasting and praying, especially in the night hours. For those of you who are classic runners in the spirit, you know how to jog marathon length in the spirit. Add fasting and prayer regularly. Set aside designated days. It helps some people to have a schedule. I fast when the Lord leads me. I fast when he tells me no food today. That's it. Mug back in the kitchen. Oatmeal back on the top shelf. All the little cherries and berries that I was going to put in there will just be for another time. If he's not telling you the day, you set aside the day, Lord, I'm setting aside this time. Daniel was known for that. Let us look and see what Daniel was like. Fasting is a great tool to help and deepen the process of repentance. Because the body is being set aside So that the spirit can be allowed to drag up all the dirt, all the excuses that we make to cover sin and lay it at the Lord's feet in sorrow for things that we have done. There is no time limit on stuff that you can repent of. As the Holy Spirit stirs you up, you might be surprised like, Lord, that's still on your mind. Yes, because you never repented of it. That's why it's coming up. It bubbles up like swamp gas. Don't ignore it and don't say, oh, no, but it's the devil trying to condemn me. No, it is just God trying to shave off your old, knotted, blackened fur and draw you deeper into covenant and communion with himself. Here's Daniel repenting in Babylonian captivity for the sins of the nation of Israel. So I turned to the Lord God And I pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting, in sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord, my God, and I confessed Lord, the great and awesome God who keepeth his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and laws. Daniel 9, verses 3 to 5. Daniel, a young man, definitely not complicit in the horrendous sins that Israel had been committing up to the time that Babylon was taken, that, that Israel was taken into captivity by Babylon. 40 years, Jeremiah warned, 40 years they mocked him and called him a doom and gloomer until that poor man was depressed and crying. And then the captivity came, because that's what captivity does when it comes from the mouth of a prophet. It will come, no matter what people call you. And off they went to do penance in a foreign land for 70 years. And Daniel, a young man at the time, was taken. He was trained. He lived in Nebuchadnezzar's palace. But he kept his eye on the prophetic clock. And when the 70 years were done, his entire life had been spent in a captive nation but he remembered that with god 70 does not mean 75 that god is a good keeper of his word he went back to god and he said oh lord the 70 years are up and daniel began to repent he did not say they when he repented he said we and this is something that america can learn from i i haven't done an abortion it's the elites It's always the elites that have caused America to sin because the elites are the one who are masturbating at home. The elites are the one who are doing porn. The elites are the one who are shacked up, unmarried with some dude for the last five years. It's the elites that did that. Nobody has sinned. It's all Hollywood and the government. Fasting is an essential spiritual tool, purifier, and weapon. Likewise, Prayer is the means that we share communion with God, speaking to him and inviting him into our lives. So let us therefore hear and properly understand the message that the Lord has brought, that levels are changing. And he said rapidly and with speed, by the way, levels are changing rapidly in the spirit. Some people will be going up, some people will be dropping a few levels down, some people plummeting down to base 1. Unfortunately, some people completely being removed from the playing field. They will no longer be with us. Sheep and goats separated. You will suddenly lose the taste for the worldly life, some people, but you will also lose the taste for your worldly friends and family members and just want less of them. Nobody is telling you to walk up to their faces and say, I want less of you. What God is saying is that you will suddenly find that their ways, their attitude, you will stop making excuses people, many of you, you really think that you cover the sins of these people by sweeping them under the rug of everybody falls sometimes. Who will you fool with that? Only yourself. You cannot fool God. God is not mocked. You will finally be like God. He says the stink that the things they do in his nostrils, it will suddenly start to stink in your nostrils and you'll be like, oh my goodness, this is my son. That stench is my son. That stench is my... That stench is me. Warfare, promotion, demotion, all still actively in played as the Lord prophesied several months ago. And because this video has now lengthened as I was going into several things that people have been asking me about for years, I will simply link the video in the description and you can go back and see the things that God said. About the rapid promotion, rapid demotion, dropping down a few levels, going up a few levels as your spirit, not your flesh, not your soul, but as your spirit can handle it. Those who sow to the flesh reap after the flesh, which is corruption and death. Those who sow to the spirit get Jesus. I'm Celestial and this is The Master's Voice. God bless you and until I see you again, goodbye.